is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Kaylin and Jack, as always, and it is July Tuesday, July 20th. We are getting close. Got the countdown to Jack getting hype about Michigan football is tick, tick, ticking. It's, it's getting close. I know. You were talking already about us trying to pick our favorite thing we're looking forward to or whatever, and I'm... I'm I'm not so feeling too good about, about yeah I'm not feeling too good about not being hyped anymore I, I think it's I think it's coming back I don't know if I'll be able to make it. The hype train is pulling up to your house, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah, like if you good. can like if you can get to August maybe without like truly thinking about it that's pretty good. Usually it's like in the mid July right here where I'm like I'm I have to push it off physically like not think about it. Uh, otherwise I, you just, you know, you get like, just it's, it's your entire life. Well, especially now that, I mean, the NBA finals are about to be over. There's gonna be so much, I mean, there's already a bunch of football coverage now just because everybody's so excited for it, but there's gonna be even more now that there's no basketball that, you know, it's just the college football hype is going to be there. The NFL hype is going to be there. And then my hype is just going to be back where it was. I'm going to leave disappointed and. It's me. It's me. Great. I mean, great time. <laughs> uh, on the plus side, the Tigers are absolutely killing it right now. Tigers are hot. Nowhere. So maybe, maybe the Tigers just like continue to make a run. Obviously, they're not gonna like make the playoffs or anything, but they make things interesting enough from you know August through to September for us to not focus 100% on Michigan football quite yet. Well, I'll tell you what. I am really looking forward to the Tigers pitching next year. Yeah. Casey Mize already up and doing well. Um, fucking Tariq Skubal's fucking dealing. They have so many young starters. They're really good. Spencer yeah. Turnbull, he's, he just went out for Tommy John surgery, but hopefully he should, he be, should back be back by next year. Matt Boyd should be healthy next year. I mean, they're going to have a good rotation. They just need to get a solid bullpen other than uh, the bullpen Soto. Is- brutal other than so yeah so i mean brutal. if they can get a bullpen or maybe they turn one of those guys into a you know long reliever or something um i'm excited i'm, I'm the hype for tigers baseball is coming back well they might i think it could be fun actually because they might actually like be in a spot where they're going to make some moves to get some key pieces that put them in contention so it actually could be fun um you know it's just been too long in Detroit here where we've had a competitive Detroit sports team. It's been too long. And it's, you know, for Michigan fans, for Michigan football fans specifically, when we don't have anybody else in Detroit to rely on, it just makes things absolutely brutal. It so, does. Thank yeah. God for Juwan Howard. Thank God for Juwan Howard. I mean, the other part was that Cade Cunningham was in Detroit at the Tigers game the other night. That's big hype. Uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, so – Maybe the Tigers and the Pistons kind of come back, and then 
Maybe Jerry Goff leads us to a Super Bowl. Who knows? Dude, maybe. Anything can happen. <laughs> Never know. Never know. Uh, all right. Well, um, you know, there has been a lot going on in Michigan uh, sports, too. Obviously, these guys have been back. Uh, you know, first off, seeing pictures of the basketball team back in Chrysler is sweet, especially with these new guys, you know. That the picture they put out a few different pictures uh, earlier last week, I believe it was, of like Eli Brooks coaching up Caleb Houston and some of these other guys coming in and and looking solid. And I mean, the hype for Michigan basketball is going to be way bigger than Michigan football this year for sure. Oh, for sure, and I love that uh, people are already getting their raid memes ready. I did I saw love that. corner. <laughs> What was it Hunter, Hunter Dickinson's uh, just cooked your just team cooked or, your team. <laughs> or just diced day. up your team or something? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Give us all the content. Yeah, uh, and and then uh, I saw Xavier Simpson came back and was at practice today, too. Uh, so that's pretty cool to have a couple, you know, have some alums come back and talk to them. Um, you know, I, I just think that, they're going to be probably preseason top five or top 10 or something was in there. At least top 10. Yeah. They're going to be up there for sure. I People are super high on Purdue. You know, Kalen, I, I don't know. What I, what do you think about Purdue? Boilermakers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, they always just have like one seven-footer over there. So They, got they do now. have that big <laughs> moon, yeah. Maybe they'll have like two or three now and just – I don't, I don't know. So that Zach Eady guy is like seven foot five and I don't, they like grow these guys in a lab. And so, and then what is it? What's the, the other dude that's coming back now? Um, I want to say Caleb Swan again, but I feel like that that's dude's not been out correct. of Purdue that's for like years. Five years ago. Yeah. I think it's Travion Williams. Well, you never know over there, Maybe. right? Like Robbie Hummel might still be there. I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> Robbie, dude, what a legend! He's the Aaron Kraft of Purdue, but he was more likable, that's for sure. I actually love Robbie Hummel on the call, though. Now that he does uh, play, yeah, I like him. Yeah, Travion Williams is back, I believe. Um, so they're gonna be good. I mean, people, I just, I don't know. Purdue just like they're good, but they never can put it together come tournament time. So then, you know, I, I don't know. You just can't trust them. Um, I love. I was loving their run with Carson Edwards. They had a couple years ago where he was true. just fucking oh, yeah. dropping forty every game to get him a win. Shot like a hundred times and just oh, like would run down and chuck it up. He was fun to watch, man. I liked him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Big Ten pans out for basketball because. You know, Ohio State was supposed to be up there, but Dwayne Washington is not coming back now. So that, you know, they, they'll they take a little dip, um, but still they reload with a few people. Um, MSU is, is one team. I don't think anybody knows what MSU is going to look like. You don't have Aaron Henry anymore. Uh, you don't have, you know, a lot of those guys that are coming, that were supposed to be coming back. Um, and, and so... It'll be interesting to see how that all pans out. Um, but, I, I mean, I really like our chances with Juwan Howard. That's for sure. So, oh, yeah. So, um, I, I said this the other day. Like, I don't know. My main concern for basketball would be the depth chart and the rotation. How do you get all these guys minutes? I mean, you've got Caleb Houston and Diabate coming in that probably will get some minutes. 
yeah, Brandon Johnson Dickinson coming back. Uh, you know, you got, um, I mean, the guys that were kind of the second tier in terms of Zeb Jackson and T. Will and those guys, how do you get those guys minutes and keep everybody happy without having people transfer or people get pissed off and things like that? I'm a little concerned about that. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm, I mean, my initial thought is that the starting five will be uh, Devontae, Devontae Jones, Eli Brooks, um, Caleb Houston. Jones. Yeah, Johns, and then Dickinson. And then, unless Diabate is like a stud. Well, that's what I'm almost thinking. I think Dia, I think Musa and, and, and Brandon Johns might be might split time. I think yep. They might split time. Dickinson will he'll be the big game five, but Diabate can always go to the five. Um, you know, if Dickinson needs to sit, and then you put Johns back in at the four. I mean, who who's going to be the backup point guard? Frankie Collins? Is it going to be Zeb Jackson? Zeb, yeah. Is Zeb maybe going to play more of a two guard? And, you know, I mean, yeah, I feel like that's the tough part. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I mean, for me, I think it's just the guard rotation. I think we're going to see the guys we want to see in Caleb Houston and Diabate and obviously Dickinson's going to play and Devontae Jones and Eli, but it's like, who's, who's going to be their backups? You know, is it yeah. going to be the freshman or is it going to be, you know, you're going to see Zeb? I don't really know. Yeah, it's funny because, like, in basketball, I can't really predict the starting lineup, but I'm, like, excited about the fact that I can't predict it. Right. As opposed <laughs> to football where I'm, like, I can't really predict the starting lineup, and that brings so much worry to me. <laughs> that worries me, yeah. That That's I'm a like, good call oh, out. <laughs> That's a that is a good call out there. I I agree. Like I feel like it's in basketball you don't know, but you know one of them is gonna step up. It's just who which one is gonna step up. Where in football it's like, is anybody gonna step up? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're already ready. We're already ready for the negativity. We are so ready, so ready. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. So, um. Yeah, but but I I'm excited about basketball. I know there are a lot of people that are like, let's just fast forward to basketball season, and I I don't oppose that to be honest. <laughs> if we could get like, if we could just experience tailgating without like you know having to endure some of the games, that'd be great too. Well, uh, that's that's something I was just thinking too, man. I wish basketball started a little bit sooner so we could have nice weather to tailgate for basketball. Oh, that'd be sick. You know, I I would I would take that. That'd be, that would that'd be, be a amazing. little more fun for sure. Well, that is like the only frustration I have with Chrysler and with like the stadium is when basketball season comes around, there aren't any like bars right around there that you can go grab a drink and then walk over to the stadium. It's like, right. It, it doesn't make for a good environment. They need, need to like where that coffee shop is on the corner. Like if that was a bar and everyone went there right before oh, it basketball, would crush. that would be so fun. So fun, man. Where could they, if Lucky's Market was still there, Ooh, that man. wouldn't be bad. You can grab some beers there, you know, yeah, walk over to the stadium. Walk. Yeah, not awful, but obviously, yeah, if it's cold out, that's not going to be fun. Yeah, is the closest place to get alcohol near the stadium the bowling alley? Probably. Oh, yeah, maybe. Dude, when I when I was working or at downtown. the Ed Ben, 
when I was working at the M Den, they people would come up to that corner spot where the tent is, and mm-hmm. off the golf course or off the Pioneer, and they'd say, "Where can I grab a case of beer?" And it's either a mile down West Stadium to like one of those liquor stores, or it's down to where it was Kroger or Lucky's Market. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I you go to Bushes, right? Or Bushes, yeah. yeah. But that's a pain in the ass to kind of walk down. That's there. another, yeah. That is. They don't have a sidewalk on the other side of the street. You know, you gotta cross a bunch of fucking streets, and it's annoying. Yeah, but yeah. It's not really convenient. I think we gotta put a Blue by Ninety uh, bar in where Lucky's was, mm-hmm. and then, Hell yeah. You know, once we're getting, we're making a lot of money off these podcasts right now, so we'll be close <laughs> to being able to buy a restaurant. So, we're on, we're on pace to buy one in about three hundred years. Three hundred or so, yeah, that'd be good. What what I would love to see them do, but obviously they would never do, is attach a bar to the golf course. Oh, that'd be that'd super, be dangerous. Big moves, but that would be super convenient. Well, the sad thing is, is like I've played golf there quite a few times. They don't sell any beer there, so it stinks that they don't right. even do yeah. that. So, uh, yeah, I let's that'll be our next come basketball season. That'll be our movement to try and like get tailgating or get some like a pregame environment for basketball games. So, stay tuned for that. Hell yeah. Um, so the other big news that we had uh, over the past couple weeks is this whole NIL thing. Obviously we talked about the original NIL decision a few weeks ago. Now Michigan was all over the news. I mean, it was ESPN headlines. It was everywhere that Michigan is the, now the first school that will offer personalized custom jerseys for each player through the M So I think it's a huge deal a to be first. I think just to be first, it, gives michigan really good press coverage I, I don't know what did you guys think about all the news that was circulating with all that oh i loved it i mean not only for the players to get paid off of it and from what i saw somewhere who knows how accurate it is they're getting 10 percent of whatever the royalties or whatever you want to call it i think it's like jersey. 10 i think it's like 10 dollars oh 10 dollars yeah okay 10 percent, 10 dollars either way it's apparently it's double what NFL players make off of their jersey sales. So I thought that was super interesting. Um, but also for the fans. I mean, you could always obviously go get a – probably get a custom jersey made or whatever, but it's just cool that you can go through the position groups, find your favorite player, and get a jersey and have the players make some money off of it. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think it's about time. Uh, these guys deserve it. And I, I would be interested to see how it works – in terms of like, you know, you know, like JJ is going to sell a bunch of jerseys. Right. But what about, you know, uh, Bowman coming in, you know? How, or what, how I is mean, that going to cause any division in the QB room or? Yeah. I, well, I saw something that this, this is not Michigan related. Saban, Nick Saban came out and said, their new quarterback who hasn't played a snap yet has made almost seven figures from NAL in well, in less than a month. Well, no, I think he said he's been offered seven figure deals. He's okay, already is been he offered not seven taking figures. those. I don't know. That's what I, I I'm assuming he hasn't set upon one yet. Maybe, Jeez. but I, I thought it said he was offered multiple seven figure deals already. He hasn't had- taken a fucking snap. 
literally hasn't taken a snap. So, like, I mean, obviously we all know Bama fans are crazy and the SEC is nuts, but, like, my God, that's, you know, that's where, like, I do think Michigan needs to step on the gas a little bit there and get J.J. Like, I'd have somebody working on J.J.'s deal that does get him, you know, at least six figures or something like that. And then, you know, you can market the shit out of that to any incoming QB recruits, you know. Right. Just the fact that Saban said that right. makes somebody. Might not even be true. Yeah. Yeah. It makes somebody go like, hmm, maybe I will go to Alabama instead of Georgia or Oklahoma, whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Kalen, to go back to kind of your point, like as far as like, you know, some guys maybe making more money off their jersey and having it cause a division or whatever. I think right. what J.J. McCarthy did really is going to make sure that is all avoided because oh, yeah. if he's making money, then it's going to a good cause. And then, you know, it's hard to be mad at that, right? It sounds, I don't, it definitely makes it sound like he wouldn't be the guy to be, like, flaunting that in the locker room, too. Right. I just – you never know. That was just the example off the top of my head. But I could definitely see, like, you know, if – Aiden Hutchinson or somebody, you know, is doing really well and is starts making a lot of money. And then maybe their backup is just like making nothing. It, mm. it can kind of cause a little bit of like confrontation in a way. Um, but that's where, you know, as the coach and all that stuff, you got to handle some of that team chemistry issues. So I would just be interested to see how they handle that. And like, I, I feel like we keep bringing it up too, but it's like also, when these guys go to the NFL, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast, right? Like somebody's going to be in front of you. Somebody's going to be making more money. Somebody's going to be doing this, going to be doing that. So I'd like to believe it wouldn't cause any issues at all because it should be just, you know, you should be aware that that could be something that happens, but it could. That's very true. No, you're, you're definitely right. I didn't really think about it from that perspective. Yeah. I think, I think you're both kind of correct though, where like it, it shouldn't because they have to kind of realize that it's, it's a business. And I think that's on the athletic department and the coaching staff and all those people to set those expectations, right. To say, yes. Hey, there is probably going to be some differences here. You're not all, you know, on a same salary or something like that. It's going to be, you know, based on marketability, branding, performance, all that stuff. So, I mean, honestly, it really, is more if you can spin it the right way it, it drives more competition alan bowman hey man guess what you come in here and kill it and get the starting job there's going to be fifty thousand people that buy your jersey yeah. and you're going to make you know 10 bucks off of each of those that's 500 grand right like that's pretty good drive to get somebody to work their ass off and come in and so I, I agree that there probably will be instances that we hear of where somebody's butthurt about it and, you know, they're maybe maybe they weren't that great of a teammate to begin with, you know. But when we see, to your point, Kalen, about JJ, when we see him posting what he did yesterday about, hey, you know, I am going to donate a portion of each jersey sale to uh, the Mott Children's Hospital, you know, and he's just like, he seems like a natural born leader. So I, I don't see it being a problem with him specifically. I think for him to come in and do something like that as a young freshman who hasn't even stepped foot on the field yet, 
speaks volumes to what kind of guy and leader and player he is and what he can bring to the table for Michigan. 100%. I feel like he's he's setting the tone, right? For sure. And, and especially before he even takes a snap, I mean, you know, we're, we've all been back and forth on who's going to be the starter and whatnot. I think we're all in agreement that it'll probably be Cade. But for you well, to do something like that, there. well, I mean, I don't know. Okay, maybe not. You but, know, you uh, got to get your, your Dan Valari jersey on here. Come that's on. that's <laughs> true. That's true. Can't forget about the boy. Um, but that, but like you said, you guys said it sets the tone. I mean, guys look up to stuff like that, right? You gain, you kind of win over the team when you do stuff like that, and you're doing it for a good cause, and it's easy to rally behind that guy. So maybe it's not this year, maybe maybe it's next year, maybe it's not, you know. But when he does, you know, end up taking over as quarterback for Michigan, you got to think he's going to have a lot of a lot of the guys on his side. Which is which is great. You got to have a good locker room to win to win games. So, um, well, yeah, and, love to see it. And like I'm looking at the Instagram post that he he put on there. AJ Henning gives him a king a crown, calling him a king. You know, uh, Andrew Anthony posted with a heart. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson said, "Team guy." David Ajabo, baby goat. Dalen Baldwin, goat. Crippen, you know, fire like. Kind of seems like these guys are all behind him. You know, oh, yeah. I don't think that means that they're like hating on Cade, but I think that the way JJ is coming into this and the way he, he holds himself, he's easy to like get behind as a leader. And so I I don't know. I don't want this to get into a discussion of like, all right, who do you think you should start? But I'm like a little bit leaning now, JJ, like, Hey, You've got a generational te- – I, I don't want to say generational. I do hate when people say that. Like, not everyone's a generational talent. That's a five-star, whatever. But you've got probably one of the best QB prospects that has ever come into Michigan, at least in the past, you know, 10, 20 years in terms of talent. You've got see, what seems like a natural-born leader. The guys are behind him. Seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Maybe you just roll with him and say, I, I don't know. I'm just – I'm just throwing it out there. You know, I don't want to do it if he's not ready, but shit. I think I, I, I'm going to disagree with you just because I think Cade played too well when he was healthy for them to just do, just throw that away and not see kind of how it goes, you know? Um, Another thing I kind of thought of is let's, I'm going to put myself in Cade's shoes and, you know, go from where, what I might kind of be feeling, right. I might be kind of feeling some sort of animosity because this guy technically right now is my backup going to Kalen, going to Kalen's point here. The reason I might get a little bit, I don't want to say upset about it or feel some, the way, the reason I would, I might feel a little bit of animosity towards McCarthy is because he's my backup. He, what he did makes him look really good. But also, I would almost be like, fuck, man, this kind of makes me look bad. Like, why didn't I do this? And uh, then he's kind of gunning for your spot. You know, it's like, I don't know. I might I might be a little uh, – maybe he, maybe he's not upset with this at all. I'd probably be more upset with myself. But like, damn, man. Like, he's kind of winning over the fan base already, and then he's doing something like this. I'm like, shit, I'm kind of – you know, maybe I feel like I'm falling behind. You know, I don't, uh, I don't know. This is something I kind of thought of just now. But Well, you didn't – I mean yeah. – Sorry, hate- go ahead, Kalen. Kate's a tough guy to get a read on. I feel like, like I, I follow him on Instagram and he, he posts occasionally and it's, he's just kind of posting like 
you know, countdown to the season type of stuff. Uh-huh. And it's kind of just him. He's and it's, I just can't get a read on like, you know, is he a real fired up guy? Is he a guy that people will like follow into battle? Maybe a little bit. He seemed like it last year <laughs> when they put him in. Yeah, well, after, yeah, that, after that, speech. that speech, though, I don't know, man. I, I loved it, though. I loved it. I was ready. <laughs> he was trying so hard he with was. that speech. But, like, man, I I don't think guys are like, you know, wow. That that was not the Tim Tebow halftime speech, no, right? No, it was like, no. you know, and I haven't heard JJ speak or anything like that, really, you know, in terms of in the locker room yet, but – I, I agree with you, Kalen. I don't know if he's like that natural leader guy that you just like gravitate towards where it just kind of seems like JJ is that guy. So I I agree with you, Jack, though, now that you, you said that, like you do, you do want to give Kate a chance, like unless JJ is to. Like, unless JJ's like, OK, unreal, ready to go right now. I think you want to roll with Cade for a little bit, see what he can do. And then. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. You still got JJ in your back pocket, right? If you go with JJ and then have to go back to Cade, that feels like you fucked it all up a little bit. Right. Yes, 100%. And, I mean, I, then, like I said, like just to back it up, Cade played too well to not be the starter. Game yeah, one. And you can't cut cut out Alan Bowman, right? Yeah. I mean, I, true. He had some it pretty is. solid numbers when he wasn't injured at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know. Who knows? I think that is a really good point, Kalen, because he's come out and said it in some articles or in some interviews. Like he's like, I'm not coming here just to, you know, get an education and bide my time as a as a signal caller or something. He's like, I'm coming to start. I've got the most experience in this QB room. Why not me? And Mm -hmm. so I'm hoping that this is all healthy competition. And that's great because. I don't feel like sometimes in the past with Milton and McCaffrey and Shea and like some of these other guys didn't seem like true healthy competition. It was kind of jealousy and who's going to transfer out and where, when can I get my spot? You know? So I agree though. I think people are writing Alan Bowman off for a guy who did put up numbers in, uh, in the big 12 and it'd be interesting to see him get in there and see what happens. So who knows? I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of experience back there. Yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah. Unfortunately, the season doesn't start with an absolute cakewalk, right? I mean, right. They're, they're playing Western, and that Western team was pretty solid last year. They competed for a MAC championship. So you, you can't just go in and go like, all right, you know, Cage, you get the first quarter, JJ second, Allen third. Right. right. That would be – I, I would love to see all three of them in game one. I mean, let's hope that Michigan gets in into a good lead. I would love to be able to see, you know, all three of them, see what they can do. Get the, you know, even for, for really all three of them, Cade hasn't played in front of a crowd. Alan Bowman, I, I mean, big 12 crowd, but it was probably 50% last year. Uh, you know, and then JJ hasn't stepped foot. I'd love to get them all in there in the big house get the jitters out, get that first snap and feel the energy, feel it all until, you know, before something could go wrong in the Washington game. And then you got to go in there like, you know, Dylan McCaffrey does and uh, at Notre Dame on the road. And then he's like, you know, all over the place. And so I don't know. I I agree with that. I I don't know what's going to happen, guys. Who knows? 
Here's one more thing. I don't know if we have time to touch on it. Um, I don't think Josh Gaddis has time to mess around, though. Like, no. I think this is his last hurrah, and it's got to be. If it doesn't work out this year, you've got to think he's gone. You have to, like, unequivocally see his offense and be like, oh, that's a good offense. Like, no Mm -hmm. questions. So he can't mess around with, well, maybe Alan Bowman, maybe J.J. He's got to pick a guy and roll with it day one. Well, it's the same. Go ahead. I feel like he's got enough skill players at this point, too, to be able to, you know, run your speed in space, whatever it is. Like A.J. Henning, hopefully, you know, he's fully healthy and ready to go. He didn't get as much playing time last year, but when he did, he played really well. Mike Sainer still, Roman Wilson, um, this transfer from Jackson State, who, you know, who's a top guy out there. I mean, there's endless receivers. Yeah, Dylan Baldwin. Um, Dalen Baldwin? Dalen. Okay. I think you're Yeah, no, I think it's right. Um, Blake fucking Corum. Like, that dude's going to have a massive year. We haven't even even mentioned Hassan Haskins, who's an absolute stud. Like, that's where I think the biggest frustration for us and for a lot of the fans out there is, is like, you roll down that list, it is talent all over the place, right? So Mm -hmm. they got to, you know, that's where I definitely agree with you, Kaylin. It's the pressure's on Josh Gaddis to figure it out right now. How do you use this talent to to push people around and put up some points? Because, you know, the thing is that the Big Ten is no longer a 21 to 7, you know, rough it up game. You got to put up big plays. You got to put up a lot of points to win football games now and move quickly. And so, you know, I definitely agree. It, it It's if I was Josh Gaddis, I'd have trouble sleeping pretty much every night, I think, leading up to the season. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Well, uh, I I don't know. That's going to be interesting how all that pans out. It's it's something with the offense where, you know, I I think a lot of it, unfortunately, what we didn't uh, go over right there was the O-line. And that's going to be probably the biggest piece to it. So, you know, we can have as many skill positions as possible, but if, Kate or JJ or Alan Bowman or Hassan Haskins or Blake Corm are running for their lives and getting stuffed. None of that means anything. So, you know, (laughs) the line's a question mark and we got a new O-line coach and you might as well throw out last year because there were so many injuries and so much rotation on that line. And you lost your best lineman. It really is just like, I have no clue what's going to happen. I, I was doing the YouTube show earlier and we, we went over like, all right, can you, he was like, can you uh, preview the Michigan's offensive line? And I started going through it and I stuttered and stammered through the whole thing. Cause I, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who's going to play what position. They all play different positions last year. You know, it's, uh, What's his name? Astartis started, and he's a redshirt senior, so maybe he'll get a shot, but it sounds like he's not the guy. And, like, I, I don't know. And, and they could be – I honestly see it as being, like, who knows what, what the actual lineup is going to be there uh, in the two deep. And I see that – I see people, like, moving a, a, along the line all year long. And so that's not the that's not the thing the way you want to want to go into a season where your offense is like needs to be great right <laughs> yeah i like i like to know who the o line is and you know 
have some sort of memory from the previous season of like, oh yeah, they'll be good. Like we'll be solid. Like I feel like it's such a big question mark this year, but you know, we'll see what we get. Yeah. It it feels like there's not even one guy that you're like, yep, I can count on him for sure. <laughs> I don't even so. think I could name an O lineman. You got Stuber. You got yep. Ryan Hayes. I'm excited for Ryan Hayes. Ryan Hayes, I can Ryan say Hayes. that. Yep. Yeah, Crippen, I'm pretty excited. He's a freshman this year, right? Or is he a sophomore? Freshman. Uh, I'm excited for him. Sounds like a – well, no, I won't say that. I remember Cesar Ruiz was really good when he started off right away too. So, Or maybe he took a year or whatever. But, um, you know, Zach I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Zach Zinter okay. is supposed Carson to make Barnhart, a big leap. All those guys. Uh, Trevor Keegan supposed to make a big leap. Um, I mean, there's plenty of four-star linemen there. You know, let's see if they so true. were able to be developed, you know, so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. All right. Well, that's all we got for today. Um, you know, <clears throat> we didn't really actually get into the whole Jersey thing other than McCarthy. Um, you know, what I actually heard was that it's more than $10 that they're getting per Jersey. So, okay. Uh, Rovell, so maybe it is 10%. I don't know. Rovell was, was given, uh, Darren Rovell was given, False information. So wow. uh, I, I'm, I'm more in the know than Darren Rovella. Okay. <laughs> I, would, I would assume so. Got to come yeah. to blue by 90 for the real info. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he may have 2 million Twitter followers, but we got like 2000. So you know what? <laughs> it equates. It's all the same. You just yeah. got to listen to us talk straight bullshit for 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get the real info, you got to earn it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, all right. Well, I, I think it's all good stuff though for Michigan. And so, you know, we'll see as I, I'm, we talk, I feel like we say this every time, but like, I'm just hoping that we'll get some info out of camp coming up here soon. Right. And like, we'll be able to get some interviews and hear some things about this new defense and hear some things about the quarterbacks and the young guys. And like, you know, I, I don't want to get hyped up, but I want to at least know what the heck's going on when we, uh, you know, before we go into the season. Uh, or maybe if we're just going in blind, then it's way better. For, in terms That's of what I'm hoping for. I'm trying to go in blind, man. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? All right. Well, um, we will, uh, we'll have some more for you guys next week, but you can follow us at blue by 90 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at blue by 90 podcast on YouTube. Uh, And other than that, we will see you next week. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue.